All right. It is Wednesday, July 13, 2022. The summer is flying by at an alarming rate. Unfortunately, I've had a couple of uh, uh, scheduling conflicts the last couple of weeks, but uh, I'm back at it here Wednesday, and that means it's Blitz Wednesday. That means we're going to be tuning in to Loper and Randy, or Randy and Loper over at the Blitz 99.7, that uh, we're going to take on all their legal questions. I have been promising and promising and promising on the other side of things to answer uh, a few questions that have come into the Lawyer Talk podcast website, and I will get to those. I have had a uh, fairly busy summer at my other full-time job. This is, believe it or not, a part-time gig. Excuse me, part-time gig. And uh, I don't always uh, have the bandwidth to get down here and do what I need to do, but it's coming, I promise. Uh, a few trials I'll get behind me here in the next month or so, and I'll be uh, back in the studio churning out the content. If you've got a question you want to get in the queue, go to lawyertalkpodcast.com. You can submit your question right there. You can also catch up with all the old episodes. You can catch up with uh, the new ones too. You know, you just subscribe to the podcast right there. It'll take you to wherever you like to subscribe to podcasts. Uh, so just click and go. Uh, as always, if you want your own podcast, you can go to channel511.com. We'll hook you up with uh, Circle 270 Media, Brett Johnson over there, uh, and we will get you uh, launched right here at the studio. You can sit at the same mics where the hollowed Lawyer Talk podcast is produced. I promise. You'll love it. Well, without further monkeying around about this nonsense, uh, it looks like the Blitz is ready, so let's go. All right. I'm not going to ask him if I should sue Randy or anything like that. So we're just going to move on, guys. The video, okay. if you want to see what she did <laughs> in my dumb shirt and my pants and everything uh, before Tecumseh, just go to the Blitz Facebook page or uh, go to my Instagram, either one, at uh, Jeremy Loper. Kelly was already here as we replayed it and did it live. And she was laughing in the hallway. I'm like, what are you laughing at? She's like, I'm watching the video. Oh, my, like, oh my God. God. <laughs> so it's a good video. People are already writing in right now for Steve Palmer. Lope. OK, cool. Steve, how you doing, man? Hey, doing great. How you guys doing today? Doing pretty good, buddy. Doing pretty good. You know, I'm in uh, Tecumseh on Friday. I don't know if you're aware of this. Yeah, I've heard about this. I, 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 I may have to make some plans to come down and see you. I will set a, a ticket or two aside for you if that is your, if those are your wishes, my friend. Look, if you can give me the hookup, I'm there for sure. Well, you know, I may need my lawyer there. I, you know, just in, just in case you accidentally kill somebody down there. Oh my gosh, well, you've been listening. So I go down today for uh, my first rehearsal, so I'll let you know... Uh, exactly how that goes but uh off to the questions from the audience if you have any questions uh 99700 on text or 8219900 is the telephone number all right question for steve we bought a trailer on a handyman special pay lot fees for two years trailer is ours this so he bought the trailer on a handyman special oh so which means generally like a fixer-upper okay this was four years ago. We still have not received the deed to the trailer. We have called and emailed multiple times. We get the answer. We're working on it. We have since bought a house and moved, uh, and we've abandoned it. Would we be charged 3000 for demolition of the trailer? We are legally responsible for the fees if we just abandon the trailer since it's not in our name, and they have not, and they've been dicking around for so long. Johnette. Yeah, this is, uh, I would need more information on this. You know, like all this stuff, you, we almost always need to see, not almost always, we always need to see the agreement. I want to see what was in writing, what was signed. Now, if there was a contract for whoever sold the trailer to produce a title and uh, a deed or whatever it would be in the in the context of a trailer, then they have to do that. And the remedy is to sue them in order to perfect that transaction and get the uh, get the deed. And then that's probably a separate question about whether this uh, this person's responsible for demolition and or removal of the trailer from the lot. 
Um, that, I would guess that might even be a whole separate contract. So I would need to see the paperwork to unravel it. it this kind of stuff gets complex. And, uh, you know, I hate to say it, but this is why lawyers are are here to help un, uh, to help unravel this kind of stuff and solve the problem. So give me a shout, 614-224-6142. Uh, I, I, maybe with a few questions, I can help you sort it all out. All right, before I descend upon Sugar Lope Mountain later on today and Chillicothe, uh, let's just talk to Thick Rick, our producer here, who uh, is apparently going through something. Okay, uh, it's actually, well, it's in-laws and neighbors, actually. Um, Wait, your in-laws and neighbors? My, my mother-in-law told us that uh, she was she was going to have some, they were going to have, my in-laws were going to have some landscaping done. Okay. And I wish they had just called me. I live right around the corner. Right, that, yeah. But they don't want to inconvenience us. Okay. I, get, all right. I get it. Gotcha. So this guy, they got this guy, and he was going to, mulch all their flower beds and everything sure. for them he needed the money in advance to buy the mulch they gave him three hundred dollars never heard from him again i wonder why they didn't call you <laughs> never heard from him again tried to find him she found him on facebook what? so she messaged him yeah and he ghosted her and then blocked her yikes so uh, we know his name steve in grove city i'm not gonna give his last yeah. name yeah. but we have it if we need yes it. okay uh and then so we and then my wife and i <laughs> at home that we the other evening found him online yeah and also looked him up on the better business bureau where he has a grade of f oh no and we found comments online that he did this to somebody else he took 350 dollars oh, from man. somebody for the same thing that's so and then wrong didn't show up Steven on grove city we got your number bro and your and last a, name another job he's going to do for another neighbor and and they gave him 1400 dollars in advance and he has since ghosted them so I just wonder, what is the best way to proceed to yeah, get something done? There's two things you can do. The first thing is you can sue them. You can go to small claims court and, and sue them. Now, here's the problem is that it may cost more than what you will gain. So even at small claims court, there's filing fees, there's time, there's uh, inconvenience. All of that has to be factored in. Uh, and fortunately, it's only $300. On the other hand, it's $300. You know, it, it's like it, it's at that amount where you hate to lose it, but it may not be worth trying to collect it. About $1,400. Yeah, but it's like Big Worm says. It's about the principality. Well, he, he's going to keep yeah. doing it. He's going to keep doing well, he it. Is, he does. Why yeah. he is? Yeah. So is, is it against the law since he's out there posting you know, his services that we can say his name on yeah. there and stuff? So, well, let's get to option two, and this may help. And, and option two is go to the police and make a police report. Because you know, if, do it once, and maybe uh, the guy just is busy, or maybe he just breached the contract and he owes the money. Do it twice, do it three times. Now it sounds like he might be just committing fraud. He might be doing this uh, intentionally in order to rip people off. And a lot of times the police will get involved in this kind of stuff and actually charge people with crimes as a result of this. Um, you know, back after the housing collapse in 2008, 2009, a lot of builders uh, were getting sued for not producing or building the house they promised and contractors were getting in trouble. And then, you know, for a lot of guys, police were getting involved and actually charging people with fraud and theft for taking money. And, and here it sounds like uh, Mike from Grove City might actually get himself Steve, in trouble Steve, here. Or Steve, Steve from Grove City. I'm sorry I said yeah. Mike. Steve yeah. from Grove City might actually get himself in trouble here. Uh, so I would have your in-laws maybe make a police report, maybe go with some of the other uh, victims of this and see what uh, see what they can do. And then, you know, at a minimum, if, if nothing else, go to small claims and file a complaint. Sue the guy. You'll probably never get paid because he probably doesn't have the money. And if he does, he won't tell you. And, but it'll certainly make his life a little more inconvenient the next time he tries to do something that requires a credit check. 
What happens if somebody doesn't show up to small claims in court? If you file a suit and they don't show, you, there are you will get something called a default judgment. So if somebody doesn't show up, that means they're just not contesting it, and by default, the court will grant the judgment to the plaintiff. And you know you have to do a couple things in order to uh, make sure you get the default judgment. And basically, you have to establish that the guy was served with a copy of the complaint, that he had notice and a summons to show up. Sometimes it's hard to find people like that, so you have to end up publishing it in a in whatever uh, paper or publication of general circulation, uh, the court can help you and tell you where that has to happen. And then after you publish it for six weeks or something and the guy doesn't respond, then you're going to get your default judgment. Well, like the news, they'll, they'll follow people around with the cameras like, oh, are you accepting money and not doing the handiwork? Like, you know what they do? Like right. six, six on, on your, your side. side. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so yeah. like, you I know, like why can't we say his last name on air well, to look, make people? I would love to give the Blitz legal advice but uh, you know, I, I will defer to the competent corporate counsel that uh, that represents you <laughs> folks over there. Uh, so I can't tell you that you can or can't say the guy's name on the air. Uh, if you do, I trust that you have uh, good legal representation uh, yeah, for the that. company. Yeah, you know what? I don't want to give him any shine. That was yeah. such a lawyer thing that? to say. Mickey yeah. was, wasn't it? Yeah. Mickey Texan said, "This is why you buy it yourself first because people suck. <laughs> you, you do what? You just buy Mickey the mulch. Said, That's why yourself. you buy the mulch yourself first oh, I see. because okay. people suck. Yeah. I can't yeah. believe what a scam. He's just taking everyone's money, and I that's know, just one man. neighborhood. How many neighborhoods yeah, does he have? Yeah, no, exactly. He doesn't. Well, have and to it feels do bad too that like people the, are just handing him money. The idea behind it is that." you won't get sued because it's such a small amount of money and it's cash. And that's sad. You know, and how about it's, it's older people who can't do the work themselves. So he's right. ripping off older people. He's fraying on. Ooh, and an so elderly by, charge. But here's the thing that's though, another charge, is right? by filing a, a, a complaint, like a criminal complaint yeah. um, against him. I think that that obviously puts something on the books. Yeah. And then if he does it to somebody else, I mean, you know, this is, that's how you start to make a, a little bit of a reputation. That's for yourself. a good idea. Yeah, because I mean, like, other than that, I mean, I think that your your family's probably gonna have to bear the brunt of the legal costs. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then it's gonna be even more money right. on, on this loser. But it, yeah, if we follow a report, maybe you know something gets said. He finds out. You know, they know who he is, and we stop it from happening to somebody else. Yeah. All right, eight two one ninety nine seven zero eight hundred eight two one ninety nine seven zero. Also coming in on the Blitz text line. Yeah. Okay. Um, they didn't leave a name, but me and my wife had our son three and a half years ago using a donor. My wife is the one who carried, and we were told that I did not need to legally adopt him because I'm going to be on the birth certificate. Do I have the same rights to him, or do I have to adopt him? You know, that's a really interesting question, and I, the answer is uh, a resounding, I don't know. Uh, my guess is you do not have to adopt because um, uh, it just uh, the policy behind this would suggest to me or make me think that uh, if, you, if your wife has a child and you're there and you're on the birth certificate, you're going to be the father. Um, but it's, it's certainly worth doing some research and making sure, and, I, and I'm sure that whoever helped with the donor uh, situation can probably uh, tell you how the process works. But, um, you know, my, my gut tells me, and this is not legal advice, this is uh, Steve Palmer's gut, tells me that there is probably not, uh, you probably don't have to actually go through an adoption. Uh, if you want to get a firm answer on this, it's probably a J. Michael question, 614-443-6262. But uh, my guess is the people that helped you with the donor can, uh, the donor process probably had the info on it. All right. Legal questions with Steve Palmer right now. Uh, we're getting into the uh, final stages. So if you got them, you definitely want to call up or text right now. All right. This one is for Mr. Palmer. He says, I got finance for a used car from a dealer and bought my own warranty because it was as is. Turns out it's plagued with 
purchaser or what is it? Plagued with rust. Oh, plagued, plagued with, rust. with rust. Look at that. Wow. Oh, but okay. Carfax doesn't mention flood damage. I doubt I'll even get a year out of this thing. My research shows that there are no laws protecting me. Uh, the purchaser in this case, I've only had it two months. If I default on my payment, my credit is going to plummet and nobody will finance me again for years. Is there any legal action I can take or am I screwed? Man, that sucks. Like having a flooded out car, what it's such a big problem in, in states that have like hurricanes and things like this. What do you think, Steve? Well, here's the issue. The, the question is whether the whoever sold you the car, whoever the merchant is who sold the car, whether they knew. And a lot of times they do. They go buy these cars or they, they come, they run them through the auctions or they have reason to know that they are really just um, painted up flood cars and uh, have inherent uh, hidden flaws. If they knew and they sold it anyway, even though they say as is, um, they, they can't hide defects. And uh, it sounds like they hit a defect because I'm pretty sure that once a car is in a flood, it's supposed to be flagged. It's supposed to show up on... Um, uh, you might even get a salvage title out of it if they revamp it. Uh, so it, you're looking for a fraud claim against the car dealership who sold you the car. I can't promise that you're going to find one, but that's the claim you're looking for, and that would be the recourse. Now, it's going to be really hard to show that they knew that um, that they knew that the uh, uh, the car was flooded out. But my guess is they did. My guess is they probably did, and you'd want to just do some exploration as to where you found it. This really sucks, and I hate to hear it. And I hate it when consumers get ripped off like this. It's sort of like the mulch question. You, you know, you just don't want it to keep happening to others, but it, it so often does. Um, at any rate, that's uh, that's the best I can tell you is, is is check with the dealership and see what they have to say about it. If you need a lawyer, give me a shout, 614-224-6142. All right. Uh, one more from uh, the text machine here. Yeah, I had a roof for my house recently. The contractor dropped shingles on my brand-new Harley, scuffed the paint, turned into insurance, and I have heard, I have not heard anything. Hold on. So uh, the roofer dropped shingles on your new Harley. Yeah. And it scuffed the paint, turned into insurance, and I've not heard anything from them. I feel like I've been ghosted. What do I do? That does suck. Well, that's interesting. Um, What you want to do is go ahead and uh, get an estimate for the damage to your Harley, send it over to the roofing company and ask them to pay. I mean, they can't, uh, they're going to be responsible for this. And if they don't pay, you might even be able to make a claim on your homeowner's insurance if, uh, if it's your home. Uh, and, uh, and they would try to then collect against the roofing company. But look, negligence is negligence. If the, if the roofing company were negligent and caused damage to your car, to your Harley or to anything else as a result of dropping a shingle, then uh, it's on them, not you. And now it doesn't mean it's always easy to collect and it doesn't mean that it's easy to, or it's worthwhile to collect because sometimes the amount you spend to collect, as we've discussed many times, is really more than what, uh, the damages are. But, uh, I would start by sending over an estimate to the roofing company with a demand to pay or tell them you're going to get a lawyer and sue them. Okay. Can we go back to the last question? Because the person who was not on uh, or was on the birth certificate, she it's a same-sex couple. That's why she wanted to know. You know, the, the wife carried her carried the baby so she's oh, okay. the other wife yes, yes, that's yes. why she wanted to know you know it's um, interesting because i you know that did, wouldn't even have crossed my mind that it would make a difference um i agree with you uh, right. it, to me it's a it's a it's an irrelevant uh factor i think uh if uh if you have if you are inseminated or whatever the right word would be and you have a child then the issue is does the other does your spouse have to adopt the child when it's born and i don't think so i think that's going to be it's going to be considered a natural birth it's going to be considered whoever's on the birth certificate will be the parent 
and uh, it would be up to somebody else to try to undo it. There's a presumption that goes along with being on the birth certificate that you have parental rights. So, you know, for instance, if uh, if your boyfriend or girlfriend or whatever it would be has a child and uh, that you're on the birth certificate, there is a presumption that you are the father in some way, shape, or form. Now, how that plays out when you have a same-sex marriage or different sexes or different genders, I have no idea. But my guess is the law is going to treat it the same either way. Okay. Um, this is from John. He said, I had two firearms stolen by my ex. Police found them in the pawn shop two days later under her name. I have text messages and emails of her saying to me that she didn't know where they were, but then she told the police that she had my permission to put them in the pawn shop since the officers, I'm um, sorry, she told the officers that um, the report did not take the case to the prosecutor. Wait, can you guys help me out here? The officer that... The officer that took the report did not take the case to the prosecutor. Yeah. Okay, thank you. We started getting so many texts in and all at one time and it yeah. starts to bunch up. And then he got he got rid of the text message and the email evidence that he had given them. Is there anything that can happen to her for this? Well, yeah. I mean, if she if she she's committed a crime, she stole your guns and she pawned them. This is a crime as old as the hills, right? So somebody steals the property, they go pawn it, get the money, buy their dope or whatever they're going to do. Um, and then the police had the information, you sent them evidence that she did this on purpose, so to speak. Um, so she should be charged with a crime. She, and if she's not going to be charged with a crime, you have a couple options. The police can send the crime over or send the information over to the prosecutor and ask them to indict it. If the prosecutor does not, which unfortunately is happening a lot these days around the country, then your other option is to uh, maybe go try to uh, initiate a private filing. But uh, you know, typically that's not going to work too well, especially in this. This is probably felony level stuff. Uh, the other option is just to sue her and try to try to collect that way. But, uh, you know, it gets really frustrating when the, the county or the prosecutor or the police take a position that they're not going to prosecute crimes. It sounds great on paper. It sounds great on TV. It sounds great politically. But when you're the victim of it, it really sucks. And that sounds like what's going on here. As far as the evidence, if you I would it sounds like I, I can't tell for sure whether you still have copies of the text messages um, but hopefully you do, and uh, that will help you if you want to uh, be a squeaky wheel and call the prosecutor's office and see if they'll prosecute it yourself. All right, cool, man. Hey, we are out of time. It's uh, Steve Palmer, my lawyer. He could be yours each and every Wednesday right here on the show. Steve, thanks so much, bro. I'll, uh, I'll get in touch with you uh, off the air about Tecumseh, but tell people how they can find your podcast if they're looking for it. Yeah, it's a piece of cake. Go to lawyertalkpodcast.com. Check it out. Subscribe. You can get all the old episodes, and, and you know, the, including these, including these blitz sessions. We, we keep those posted up there as well. So check it out. Oh, great. And if you need legal help, check out my law firm, ohiolegaldefense.com. I believe it. I love it. And you guys, too, can uh, enjoy the services of Steve Palmer. Thanks, man. We'll talk to you soon. Hey, thank you. All right. Another great Blitz Wednesday session, wrapping it up with Loper and Randy over at 99.7, answering all the legal questions. I, I got to tell you, that may be one of the most interesting questions I've had, whether, uh, some, whether you have an artificial insemination, I guess that's the right word, um, and whether then you need to adopt or your spouse would need to adopt in a same-sex marriage situation. Uh, my, as I said on the air, I, I don't I don't think this would be treated any differently than a regular marriage, but uh, I at least like the creativity of the question and recognizing that there are legal issues out there involving such things, um, you know, irrespective of your position on whether that stuff should be allowed or not. It's an interesting legal question, and that's what I like. Uh, so with that, we're going to wrap it up. We got uh, uh, wrapping up another Blitz Wednesday. I've got the roundtable waiting. Unfortunately, Norm couldn't be here today, but we got a great guest, so 
uh, tune in lawyertalkpodcast.com. You'll catch the roundtable session. And uh, trust me, it's uh, it's going to be an interesting conversation. I'm really looking forward to it. I'm not going to say any more there because I'm going to tease you and make you go over to the roundtable. So with that, this is Lawyer Talk Blitz Wednesday, off the record on the air, at least until now.